Welcome to the Voices in Union podcast with Reggie Jackson and Maria Hamilton. together again. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I've been quarantined. I literally got my test results last Wednesday and I uh, was negative, but I had symptoms like uh, towards the end of the last week where I couldn't taste my food, body aching. I don't know. It felt felt like I had a weight in my chest. So that was one of the reasons why I took the test. But with the weather being up and down normally this time of year, I have reoccurring sinus infections. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it may have been mostly that going on during that spell. But I was able to, I don't know, be told you I unblocked my writer's block and I started back on the book. Oh, great. I'll buy y'all. Great, great. Oh, uh, I did pretty good. That's great. Glad to hear that. Well, you know, there's a lot going on um, in so many different spaces. I don't even know where to start. I mean, <laughs> the election, it never ends. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I, I can just imagine what people in other countries are sitting around just shaking their heads like, dude, it's been like a month and a half almost. And you still have the loser refusing to admit that he's the loser. And the state of Durham, Texas, how how dare Texas have the audacity to sue Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Georgia? What the heck? is what's going on in our elections have to do with Texas. Screw Texas. How dare what, they what, challenge what, what happened in our elections? Yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I'm proud of their lawsuit. Uh, they're a blue state now, again. Yeah. You know, the thing that, that bothers me most about it is, in fact, that Texas filed a lawsuit and that Donald Trump and his minions are, you know, getting behind it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that 17 attorney generals from different Republican-led states mm-hmm. chimed in and said they support the lawsuit. And then you got 106 Republican members of the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. that attached their name in support of this ridiculous lawsuit. And I'm at the, at the point where I'm really almost, well, I, I started it, but I didn't send it to Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, a long article about just grilling the GOP, the Republican Party. I'm just tired of the Republican Party, and I'm just fed up that nobody is really calling the party out because right. they need to be called out. They, you know, I, I don't really want to be partisan with stuff that I write, but at some point, you got to call it what it is, and it's absolutely ridiculous because these fools are the closest thing to a party that's going to destroy a democracy that we've had in this country since the 1800s and somebody needs to call them out and hold them responsible for being the idiots that they are right. um, and so I don't know I, I have to kind of sit on that piece that I wrote 
before I sent it to Lee. I, I was in a very bad emotional state when I wrote it because I was so mad. I said, well, I can't send it because I'm mad. I need to go back over it. But I mean, my, my feelings are the same. I'm right. just tired of the Republican Party. Yep. I'm tired of having conversations with white friends of mine that say they can't even mention anything without somebody saying, oh, that's political, that's anti-Trump. A wow. friend of mine told me um, that there was, uh, I, I can't really tell you where it was, but anyway, a person wore a T-shirt mm-hmm. that said, uh, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Mm-hmm. And somebody who wasn't at the event heard about this T-shirt and complained that this T-shirt was promoting abortion and tried to get this person, you know, in trouble because of this T-shirt that they wore. And and that's really what kind of set me off. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm through now. I mean, I'm just so tired of these people trying to close, you know, the, the same people that, that whine and complain about you know, their rights and, you know, the First Amendment rights, free speech and all this, they're trying to quench uh, free speech if somebody disagrees with them. Mm-hmm. They're trying to say it's political just because somebody disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I'm not the type of person that will agree with you just to agree with you. Right. If I think you're wrong, I'm just going to tell you I think you're wrong. And if I think that you're lying, I'm going to tell you, you're a liar. Right. And I'm just tired of people being afraid to call people liars to their face because that's what they are. I mean, these people, come on, you, you cannot honestly believe that there's been voter fraud in, in these four States, which just so happen to be the ones that took Biden over the top. What about the other darn 46 States? What about Puerto Rico? What about Guam? What about all these places? What about uh, 80 million, 81 million people voted for Biden. And 74 million idiots voted for Trump. Right. And, you know, this is the bad thing about it for the Republican Party, though. This is what I I, I wrote in the piece. Not only the 74 million that voted for Trump, but of the 81 million that voted for Biden, a lot of them on the down ballot part of their ballot, they voted for Republicans for other offices. Mm -hmm. So they were smart enough to not vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But they were dumb enough to vote for Republicans for other. That's why, you know, the Democrats are so disappointed that they mm-hmm. didn't make headway in the Senate and the House of Representatives and the state legislatures around the country. So these people are still they're They're supporting the Republican Party and all of the nonsense that comes along with that. It's really just it's really just well, taking me off, Maria. Like they said, they wanted that four years to be drained the swamp. Mm-hmm. And they wasn't able to do it. He's turned the country upside down. He started a race war. Mm-hmm. And if does if it do go to the Supreme Court and they tell Donald Trump to stick it where everybody else been told him to stick it, <laughs> it's going to start a race war. Uh, I was listening uh, actually last night before. No, literally on my on my lunch break, I listened to some news because since I've been dealing with this coronavirus and trying to stay my distance from all these sick folks that's coming to work, mm-hmm. uh, I chose not to watch the news because every two or three minutes, corona, 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 corona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
and this yeah. vaccine. Yeah. Well, yeah. now pregnant women, they ain't got to take it. Right. People right. with severe sinuses, they ain't got to take it. Well, why y'all bring this out so soon? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it you know it, it's it's crazy when you think of the fact that it normally takes ten years to develop a vaccine, we a successful vaccine usually takes ten years, and they tried to do it in less than a year. Mm-hmm. And how many years have been we've been waiting on that vaccine for the HIV virus? How many yeah. years has it been since the seventies, late seventies, and we still don't have one? Well, nope. I've been telling people, listen, I, I'm hoping that ain't got one of these tonight. Yeah, one of these companies is getting billions of dollars, develops a vaccine that is going to help us. But I've heard too many people that I respect look at what's going to happen with the vaccine and say that the coronavirus is going to be around forever. It's never going to go. It's going to be like the common cold and the flu. It's going to be around every year. And that these vaccines will only do so much because it's too many people that will not trust the vaccine right and even some who trust the vaccine won't get it and then there's some who will want to get it who won't have access to it right because they're already bickering right now during trump administration these idiots you know purchased 100 million doses from pfizer and when they offer additional doses up to 500 million they're like oh no i don't think we need those right now we'll we'll come back to you later and so guess what? Canada knocked on the door. The UK knocked on the yeah. door. Who knows what other countries said? Yeah. Oh, we, we have money too. Can we buy some of those doses the U.S. didn't want? And so right. now Pfizer says it's going to be six to seven months or more before they can get additional doses to the U.S. And then Trump says, well, no, we can't let that happen. We're going to pass an executive order in demand that Pfizer give these doses to the u.s well guess what they have a contract with these other countries you idiot and you they're not gonna just let you take them how you gonna do that in your little in in your little stay in the white house anyway and you are still having parties with mask optional parties at the white house and you're the same one that was saying the virus is no no big deal and stuff but now you want to, you know, ride the, the coattails of the people that have developed the vaccines and act like you had something to do with it. So it, you can't have it both ways. You can't say the virus is, isn't real and isn't a problem and then promote, oh, yeah, by the way, we got a vaccine for that that virus that that really isn't, you know, that big of a deal anyway. But look what I've done. I've helped to develop a, a vaccine that's going to help everybody. It just, well, it's just crazy. Well, ain't like $400 million dollars in debt so where do you get the money to actually partake in this vaccine and money coming out of your pocket maria they take it out of your check (laughs) 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 your overtime check is coming out of your check Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you surely is right Speaking speaking of money, you know he this man has has, has collected over two hundred million dollars in donations to fight yeah, the election results. Yeah, two hundred and some million dollars. But this is the crazy part about it: all of these people that are sending him money, this is what they don't understand. Ninety percent of the money that he's collected 
-hmm. he can spend on whatever he wants to spend it on. So if he wants to go on a nice vacation to go and golf, he can use the money for that. If he wants to buy his 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 wife uh, a nice dress, which he probably doesn't, he can spend it on that. I mean, he can spend it on anything. Was to pay for all the attorneys and all these lawsuits that yeah. he's been doing. Listen, he's padding the pockets of these attorneys. These fools know they're not gonna win these lawsuits. They know they'll have a snowball's chance in hell of winning the lawsuits. But I guess what? They are sending in the bill. And they're getting paid for it. Well, He's just lying in the pockets of these attorneys. Ain't his, ain't his head attorney in the hospital with Corona? Oh, yeah. And he's been getting some of the, the super-duper good uh, <laughs> drug treatment, you know, that the average American will never get. Uh -oh. You know? Hey, that's, that's what I say. He got sick. He ain't got no Corona. He wanted to get his vaccine because he know he was not had to wait. Well, I, I think that he's really in the hospital trying to, they, they're trying to figure out what was up with that dye dripping down the side of his face what when he had dye? that press conference. <laughs> you didn't see that video of Rudy Giuliani at the press conference sweating like a pig with the dye running down his side no. of his face like a sideburn. You gotta, you gotta Google no. that video. That's one of the most hilarious images in the history of mankind, Maria. This man was at a press conference uh, supposedly providing evidence that the election was stolen uh -huh. and he was sweating so hard with them hot lights on him that, I don't know, they, they, they can't figure out if it was a hair dye or what it was. Started dripping <laughs> down the side of his face. Get I'm like, out. dude. Oh, they, were, they made fun of him. Yeah. They made Donald, fun of him on Saturday Night Live. Donald I didn't watch. I ain't watch. Yeah. I watch TV. Yeah, that was Julie Giuliani. Giuliani, just 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 Google Giuliani. Oh, there you go. Leah's showing us a picture of it. Julie. Oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. It was one of the funniest things ever. I mean, he couldn't even focus because he was trying to wipe that crap off his face, and everybody. So after the press conference is over. Nobody wrote anything about what he was saying. They always writing about the dye rolling down <laughs> the side of his face. That's what oh, every article is about. Okay, so so what's his proof? Because that's that's my thing. I want to know what kind of proof. There is no proof. He didn't provide any proof. They said, "Oh, well, we'll give you the proof later." Well, there is no proof. Oh, oh my God. There's no proof because no, there, there was no fraud. They're just liars. I mean, they're doing what they've been doing for the last four plus years is lying through their teeth. And you got people that are sitting there like, yes, they're right. They're just voter fraud. Oh, money. Because they ain't get ready to overturn the decision. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I don't believe that they're trying to overturn the election. Mm -hmm. I think that they're trying to line the pockets of as many attorneys as they can. They're trying to poison the minds of as many of these fools that have been following Trump to but convince them that the election was they stolen. They got it from all these super spreading uh, parties, parties and stuff they mm -hmm. bad. Yeah, well, you know, to me, I, I guess these people assume that they're going to be okay not wearing a mask until they get sick. And obviously Donald Trump doesn't care if they get sick. Uh, he keeps having these parties at the White House 
with people not required to wear masks. And, you know, every other day you're reading about somebody that was a COVID denier that just died from COVID. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, listen, the coronavirus doesn't care what your political affiliation is. It doesn't care if you've been wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. If it can get inside your body, it will get inside your body and it will do damage. It won't kill most people, but it's going to mess a whole lot of people up. I I was just reading an article uh, last week. This woman has been sick for almost nine months with the symptoms of COVID. Nine months she's been sick. She was in the hospital for several of those months. She got out. She hasn't fully recovered. And it's a a friend of mine. Um, Her daughter tested positive, uh, you know, did the quarantine thing. but she kept testing positive for like a month and a half. So they still don't know a whole lot about this coronavirus because it's still My niece, a mystery. She she has all kinds of organ damage. Mm. And uh, she got diagnosed and went to the hospital at the end of June. Mm. She'll never wow. be the same person. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the crazy part about this is we concentrate on the people that are dying from it without realizing a lot of people are gonna be messed up for the rest of their lives. Yeah, you know, brain damage, heart damage, other organs damage. I mean, this little virus is doing some serious serious damage above and beyond just killing people, and that's why I say that the vaccine. Listen, this is what what people don't understand about the vaccines. The vaccines will not prevent you from getting coronavirus. Nope. The vaccines are designed to prevent you from getting the, the really severe, mm-hmm. um, you know, yep, that's, yeah. that's what the vaccines are there for, to make sure that you, if you get it, that you don't get super duper sick and end up being hospitalized and possibly dying. It's not going to prevent you from getting the coronavirus. That's not what it's that any of these vaccines, none of them are designed to stop you from getting the coronavirus. It's to strengthen your immune system so that you can deal with it better if you get it. So, I mean, the fact that healthy people, that's mm -hmm. why I believe that it kind of um, did the super soaker in our community because we choose not to eat right. And we choose not to spend a lot of time focusing on our intake of food that's being, I say created, because I don't even know, do they grow food anymore? Well, I, I think some people do. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, the thing about that's it. That's being... Uh, made and stuff in these buildings, these gigantic yeah. Uh, yeah. buildings and tanks and stuff. Yeah, all the genetically modified food. I mean, think about it, Maria. It's very, it's exceptionally expensive to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. It's exceptionally difficult to find healthy food if you live in certain parts of Milwaukee. Yeah. Because you don't have grocery stores close by. If you don't have transportation... Can you imagine people that have to go to the grocery store and don't have a car? How do you go grocery shopping when you don't have a car? How do you drag bags of food on a bus or into a taxi or into an Uber when you don't have a car? I mean, you're not going to be able to eat well. And then if if your family is subsistent on a very small amount of money, 
Mm-hmm. And you got to choose between buying gas to get you back and forth to work or buying some healthy food for you and your family to eat. Well, you know which choice people are going to make. Right. You know, we have so many food deserts in Milwaukee. It's ridiculous. And I'm telling you, when I was a teacher, man, if I, if, if I would have invested in whatever company make those uh, uh, flaming Hot Chips, Mm-hmm. I'd be a billionaire right now because them kids eat those like that's the only thing that's ever been made that's edible. I was shocked. Yeah. I mean, kids used to bring like the super duper sized bags of them to school. Enough. You know how the teacher used to tell you if you're going to bring something to eat, bring enough for everybody? Mm-hmm. Well, some of these kids must have heard that loud and clear, and they bring like the gigantic bag of these flaming hot chips to feed the whole class. Mm-hmm. I'm like thinking, man. Yeah. Do y'all eat anything other than these flaming hot chips? You go to the lunchroom and they trade in flaming hot chips for okay. desserts and stuff. It's like, man, it's it's crazy. But eating healthy is 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 a lot harder than than it sounds. But you and know, man, the yeah. last time I went to the grocery store, me and my wife didn't pick up a whole lot of stuff. We look, we're like, wait a minute. How is the bill that high? We barely got anything. We got yep. like three or four bags. Yep, I was definitely saying that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I so. had, uh, I've been just trying to uh, put myself in a position where I could possibly do a podcast uh, on on the mental health part of Mm -hmm. all of this isolation and uh, Mm -hmm. people having regrets and guilt about their loved ones uh, dying and Mm -hmm. not being able to be there. I talked with two families who uh, uh, three to Three out of the seven people in each one of the families blame themselves for their loved ones dying. Wow. Because uh, they felt as though they were the person that actually brought it into the house or mm. uh, transmitted it uh, by caring for this individual or living in the house with this yeah. individual. Uh, you wow. would think that more of these people are people who aren't partying that are dying. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. be around their family members after they choose to go out and get themselves exposed and, and still come around them um, mm-hmm. and mimicking that voice that, oh, we can't get it. Mm-hmm. It's a hoax, you know. Uh, I interviewed with um, Spectrum and met an entire family, and six out of 26 people in that family had died, and 18 of them actually were tested positive. Wow. Fuck around. Wow, that, that, that is so crazy, and the sad part about it is that it's going to continue to get worse. We had over 3,000 people died in the U.S. Um, day before yesterday, and then yesterday, almost 3,000 people. That's like having 9-11 happen every day. Yeah. 9-11 happening every day. 
And yet, despite that, despite all of the people that are getting sick that you're not hearing about, you know, 220-some thousand people on average getting huh? sick every day. That's the ones that are testing positive. And then this is the other part that people don't really realize is over the last month and a half, the number of tests conducted has gone down really, really yeah. a lot. Really, Way less. They're begging people to go get tested. Yeah. This, this is crazy. People, people want to be out here doing what they want to do. And mm. then, you know, act like, oh, well, my Nana got, my Nana got the coronavirus. Well, uh, when was the last time you was around her? Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time your children were around now? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. out of all of all of them people that had Corona in that family, twelve of them were kids. Mm. Between wow. the age of, of two and 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 twelve. Mm. Now you know the teenagers. They, she said that. It probably it probably was more, but the teenagers don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be confined. Right, right. So even if they ain't feeling good, they ain't gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're already depressed because they can't go to school, they can't be around their friends during the week. So mm-hmm. we, I'm feeling just fine to leave the house to go to my girlfriend's house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and these are these are the people that are, you know, spreading the virus around and I mean I get it. I understand everybody's tired of being in the house, but you know, somebody was asking me about this the other day and I said, Well listen, these are the choices we have. We can either be at home and be isolated and be lonely, or we could be dead. Yeah. I prefer to be lonely than to be dead. So I mean, if that's what I need to do, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I've been home, um, and literally the only time I leave the house uh, is by necessity. You know, uh, my mother is missing me, but hey, we both have phones. I talk to my mother every single day, but I'm not going to go by my mother's house on a regular basis. Right. And especially... I'm not going to go by my mother's house when I know that, you know, my brother's grandkids have been over there and I know that their older sister is out there doing whatever she want to do and may bring the virus in. I mean, I'm not going to take that risk. I'm not going to do things that are going to jeopardize me, but you can only protect yourself so much. Right. And, you know, if other people bring it to you, the only alternative is you got to limit the number of people that you're around. I know people miss their family and their friends and all that, but man, this pandemic, man, I, I, I'm telling people, Maria, that the end of this year, you know, around the holiday season, obviously that's not a part of the year that you enjoy anymore for obvious reasons, right. but it's going to be a whole lot of people. I can guarantee this going to be a whole lot of people that are going to be in a state of shock at how many funerals there are around Christmas time. Right. You can have more funerals than you've ever had in the history of this country around right. Christmas time. All of the funeral homes are back low. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Today is like, I'm getting off of work and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Okay, I know it's Friday. You know, and normally I don't work Thursday night 
and be out around them. But I'm like, did Donald Trump or some uh, slip and bump his head and gave these people a stimulus check that we don't know nothing about? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they everywhere out there in that rain, slipping and sliding and carrying on. Yeah. Wow. With five and six and seven people in the car. Wow. Y'all on top of each other. They ain't got no mask on. I, wow. I looked at work and I was like, oh my God. I didn't even look over there. I really felt something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been seeing stuff I haven't seen because I've been in the house like a hermit as much as possible. I'm very fortunate that I can work from home. And I'm telling you, I, I'm scared to leave the house, not only because of the virus, but just how crazy people drive. I really, you know, I hate getting behind the wheel of a car because, uh, you know, people are just insane with this driving. It's just unbelievable. You know, this year has really, I think, exposed America for what it really is, Maria. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, Look, you know, people keep asking, well, what are you know, what are you looking for for next year? And I keep telling people, I'm looking forward to more of the same because nothing has really changed. Right. All of these woke people, they they woke up, but they didn't get out of the bed. They just went back to sleep. Right. And ultimately, we tried to accomplish something very special this year, but I don't know that we necessarily did. Uh, and I'm hoping that the next time you and I talk, that we'll have some good news, right? But well, you know. I don't know if you all heard the piece yesterday. Nate Marquesa, uh, Malele, and I think uh, uh, the guy of the NAACP actually um, has has done. A piece of legislation to uh, actually be a like a uh, I guess a test city for the Biden's reform, which Nate is doing the um, the CCC chair now. But um, I don't know. I was talking to Nate last night, and there's a possibility that they'll have the opportunity to uh, have that discussion with the state of Wisconsin, uh, leading the way for police reform. And especially, well, it's also police they shot a woman out last night. Yeah, I heard about that heard about that and Just you know she knew she had a gun you have mm. a shooter yeah yeah we have yeah. A, i can't wait to find out what color she is because mm-hmm. you can only be white and carry a gun in open state yeah and you know the fact that milwaukee's former police chief <laughs> is suing to get his job back right <laughs> At the same time, the fire police commission is, you know, deadlocked on who the next mm-hmm. chief will be. We're going to end up having a new chief and an old chief at the same time. Cause, right. 
uh, we're either going to have to pay that man a whole lot of money, which he's going to get the money anyway. Uh, you know, he's claiming he's trying to get his job, but he doesn't want his job back. He want, What he wants is to be reinstated as chief. So when he retires, he get that real nice pension. Right. Instead of the captain pension, he gets the chief pension. That's what he's real. I mean, come on, it's about money. That man doesn't want to be chief anymore. He even said he didn't want to be chief anymore. But now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I want my job back. No, you don't, dude. Right. Just shut up. Right. Just go on and settle with the city. Get your check and just, you know, enjoy your money. Right. And let, let us get some new blood in here and hopefully reform the police department. But, you know, what can you do when you have the same union leadership for the police department? You're not going to change anything. We know that, Maria. But anyway, we're going to talk some more next time. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, uh, I'll have had an opportunity to read about what you were telling me that this legislation with the police reform, and uh, we can talk about that in more depth. And uh, hopefully, we have some more good news. Yeah, about to see your insight uh, to just hold the conversation about the collaborative report. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So. Good seeing you, talking to you, hearing your voice. Glad you're doing well. And uh, say hi to the family for me. I will, from a distance. All right. All right. Okay. Take care, Maria. All right. You too, Reggie. Bye. Bye-bye.